Welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Conversations with business expert authors to learn about the author, their expertise, and to help you find your next read. And now, here's your host, best-selling author and CEO of Influence Network Media, Jody Brandsetter. Well, welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you about People Fusion. But before we talk about the book, tell us a little bit about you and what you do. Hi, Jody. Thank you. I am Paul Lalone. I'm currently the VP of People and Culture at CETA of Cook County. We're a social service community action agency, which is a fancy way of saying not-for-profit. And we service low-income individuals and help them achieve independence and get out of poverty in Chicagoland and the surrounding Cook County area. Wow, I know nonprofit can be hard. What's it like being on the HR side and people and culture in a nonprofit? I think people are people, right? Regardless of wherever they're at. The interesting thing on the not-for-profit side is we have unique challenges that aren't necessarily everywhere else, but I think we struggle with culture and retention and retraining and like everybody else, not having as much resources complicates things a little bit, but at the end of the day, we just try and make it fun as best we can and let people know that their work matters at such a high level because what they do is helping somebody through some struggles in their life and helping them come out of poverty and get to a better place in this world. Yeah, I think the mission of the organization you're in is so powerful, but most nonprofits have a really strong mission and you can see your work benefiting others, which I think can be really powerful. But yes, you are a nonprofit, so (laughs) resources and things like that, as well as I'm sure grants and then having to do some of the legality pieces of a nonprofit can be a little overwhelming. Yeah, every election, everybody's holding their breath, just what's going to happen, what's going to happen. So every two years, we have to kind of pay close attention, then we can relax for a while or just try and strategize moving forward. But I think you hit the nail on the head. So you're working for a nonprofit with this amazing cause. I'm sure you're super busy. Why did you decide to join People Fusion? And what was it about becoming an author that got you to say yes? For me, it's a bucket list item. Ever since I was a little kid, I love learning. I love school. I love the idea of just education and that learning aspect. So it was always a bucket list item for me to become a published author. So I saw this as a great opportunity when I was talking with your partners at People Fusion. It just felt right. I was comforted by it. I talked with Mike Sippel, who is also a co-author of the upcoming book. He had nothing but praise to say. And I was like, you know what? If you're a little scared and nervous, that's probably a good sign to do it. So I was like, let's just do it. Wonderful. And it's just the perfect book for what you do within the nonprofit space. And you were such an amazing addition to the book with your perspective. So let's talk a little bit about your chapter. Can you maybe do a quick kind of summary of what you discussed? I try taking a different approach, not just talking normally about retention in whatever. Not that those aren't important topics because they are, but other people I think can speak their perspective on it. I come at it from an angle of philosophy and how philosophy is not meant to be this ivory tower thing discussed by professors with white beards and all that type of stuff. Philosophy is something that can help everyday people in their everyday life including professional and HR. So the idea came from my blog, which is the HR philosopher. So I took that concept and moved it to the book and expanded the idea of 
how philosophy can help position human resource professionals for the 21st century world of work and how we continue to adapt and change the world of work. So that was really the big idea behind my chapter and super excited that I get to really formulate that idea and expand it out. Well, I love that you went like super old school, right? You think philosophy, yeah, you think about, you know, old men with <laughs> white beards, but you take that and you're taking this really amazing concept of philosophy, but then pulling it into the future of work, the future of what we're going to be doing in HR. So what are some, if you could give an HR professional one tip to kind of help them connect the dots between thinking about philosophy and what they should be doing, like what's the first thing they should be thinking about? To me, I define philosophy as using tools to get better at who you are as a person. And who you are as a person reflects your professionalism, right, too. I don't buy into we have our professional selves and our personal selves. We just have ourselves. And philosophy to me is just getting better at who you are as a human being every single day. So when you put that idea into practice, it translates over into the professional world as an HR professional. So study of philosophy is not meant to figure out, you know, how many angels can fit on the head of a pin or is this metaverse real or are we just simulation in somebody's mind somewhere? It's like, that's not philosophy to me. Philosophy to me is how am I a better human being today than I was yesterday and using those principles in the professional world. So that's kind of where I tackle that idea in the chapter. It feels like it's something that once you as the HR professional feel comfortable with that kind of mindset, you can then almost take it to the business side and have a philosophy for the business, which I think is very interesting because I think a lot of times with HR, we're not always sitting at the table like they say. And a lot of times it's because maybe they don't see the value. And I feel like this is a huge value add that HR could be writing to their C-suite or to their leaders of their organization. I go into a little bit of the core of a lot of philosophy is like virtue and the four cardinal virtues and how those make you a better human being, but also how those make you a better professional and connecting exactly the way the dots of what you're saying, Jody, that we can become better human beings in what we do every single day. That adds value to the organization. And it's just recognizing that and trying to quantify it and tell the story of that to the C team, to your boss, to the people around you, and not keep that philosophy to yourself, but try to be that influence. And then hopefully other people in the organization can maybe pick up on that a little bit. And a key tenant is always you surround yourself, you know, with people who are better than you so that you have something to look out for and to reach towards. So I use that as part of the impetus of philosophy in the springboard with the self. So if you can grow as the self, then the people that surround you can also take that and start growing out from there. Sort of like seeds being planted, eventually grass continues to grow and the tree continues to grow. And I use that as a metaphor for the organization. Oh, I love that. So do you have a philosophy for <laughs> you now being an author? I mean, we're recording this before the book launches, which it launches in January. But what are those next steps or what are some of those goals that you want to, you know, now achieve now that you have author and I'm pretty confident best-selling author behind your name. I appreciate that. And I appreciate everything that the group is doing to help me through this process, being a first time author, which is weird to say, <laughs> but I'll get used to that eventually. My goal would be to grow the idea quite honestly and build it out, not just as a chapter, 
but take all the ideas that I condensed down into 3000 words or whatever our limit was and grow that into six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 chapters or whatever it is in another book down the line. So my personal philosophy and anybody that knows me or follows me is probably sick of hearing of it, but I'm a big advocate of stoicism as my personal philosophy. But to me, it doesn't end there. Anybody can take any philosophy and just find what works for them in their daily lives and grow it out from there. So I want to kind of explore the ideas of differing philosophies and how they can add value to the workplace and not just necessarily stoicism. So whether that's Eastern philosophies like Taoism or even modernism or Epicureanism, whatever it ends up being, just to see these interesting fun terms and make them relatable to the modern professional. That'd be amazing because yeah, I think sometimes a professional is just scared of the words you just said. (laughs) Or they're like, oh, what did Paul just say? And it can feel very overwhelming. But when you understand the definition, one, I think they all have some commonalities. They all have similar voice that they're, you know, trying to relay out to the world. But it's nice to have someone who can help put it into layman's terms, I guess. Yeah, I think you're right. Once you get over that barrier and the right or wrong, the elitism that sort of surrounds philosophy in one sense, and just distill it down to, again, my definition, which is philosophy is just a way of becoming a better person. That's it at the end of the day. Now, everybody has different ideas of what that means and what that looks like. And that's what I would like to explore at a future project. So wish me luck that I can have the discipline to get there. (laughs) Well, this was the first step, right? You got the training, you got to use some tools, you got to write a chapter and have an outline and feel what this experience looks like. Now you just have to think about how do I do this plus nine more chapters or plus however many more (laughs) chapters you want to do. But it gives you that ability to kind of put your toe in the water and say, do I want to do this? And like you said, you have this amazing blog. So you might say, you know, I love this book, but I'm going to write more for my blog. But I'm going to guess that could help you build that book, right? That could be your engine for your book. Or you might say, you know what? I want to do a video series. I mean, this is where you get to see what happens with having author behind your name. And then now you can say, what's next? And how can I continue to speak or write about what I believe this philosophy piece that I want professionals to understand? Now you just have one, I would say, container for it. You can have all kinds of new containers too now that people fusion's getting out there. Thank you for that. I really like those ideas, especially the video stuff. That's something I would like to experiment with more, but being introverted and I use that as an excuse because it's a good excuse, but being introverted, I don't like being on camera all the time and, and that. But again, to kind of circle back to what we started it with, if you're nervous about it or scared of doing it, that's probably a pretty good sign that you should do it. So I'm going to give you one tip about that because they can't see us, but we both have glasses on. Mm -hmm. And so I'm also introverted. Most people don't know that about me. I've been a forced extrovert my whole life, (laughs) but I too struggle, especially recording videos. And so what I do is I take my glasses off and I can't see anything and I just start talking. And honestly, I did that for my latest course that's coming out. And those were the best videos I've ever taken in my life. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to do this more often. (laughs) Go blind so I can record myself. So just a tip, if you want to try it, let me know if it works for you. I love that idea because when I'm talking with somebody, my eyes wander. So I'm not looking at them. 
And I think that's subconscious. So I love the idea of actually taking off glasses because then I don't have to have my eyes darting all over the place and distracting me. And what's the focus? I love the idea. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, Paul, it's been wonderful talking to you. I'm so excited to finish this journey with you on getting People Fusion out and published in January. And I really love this concept about philosophy and putting it into that professionalism piece to the business side. And I'm sure others will too. So how can the audience connect with you after this podcast? I can be found on LinkedIn, just my name, Paul Lalone, and then on Twitter at HRPaul49. Fantastic. We'll put those in the episode notes, but Paul, Oh, and my blog. Don't forget my blog. I always forget my dang blog. (laughs) Where is your blog? HRPhilosopher.com. Yes. That should be your first one there, Paul. Absolutely. But yes, we will put all of those in your episode notes. But Paul, thank you so much for being a part of the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Thank you, Jody, for having me. And thank you to everybody for this amazing journey. Thanks for listening to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show and share this episode with a friend. In the meantime, if you're interested in learning more about possibly becoming an author yourself, please visit OvernightAuthor.com for more information. Until next time.